Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to another episode of Lights, Camera, Cocktails. <laughs> All right. I am the evil, mean, cleaning, stepmother, Zenobia. Oh, and I am the ever so falling in love with love, Prince Charming, <laughs> Lenny, Vladimir, Windermere, Guinevere. <laughs> Windermere, Vladimir, Carl Alexander, Francois Reginald, Lancelot Herman. Lancelot Herman. <laughs> Herman? Herman. <laughs> <laughs> And you perfect people out there, we do have a special, special guest. We have the amazing, the beautiful, the talented, the smart, the cleaning crew, the food maker, the <laughs> hair doer, Princess C. Marie, my cousin. Slash, slash, the beautiful, beautiful princess of the whole everything in this world right now. The royalty, the Cinderella, as you say, of the show. Yep. People don't yeah. know. People don't know about me, but they're going to know in a minute. they about to know. they going to learn today. We got a real princess in our midst, we, and I cannot even handle it. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> if you guys couldn't tell what movie we're doing, Lenny, baby, tell me. So, tonight is the night, I'm so excited to announce, that we are doing Cinderella, Rodgers and Hammerstein's 1997 made-for-TV movie. <laughs> Woo! Cinderella! Cinderella! Cinderella. That was Cinderella. good. Cinderella! That was Cinderella. good. Yes! I'm going to call her name like a million times. Cinderella! 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 So, this is the 1997 because that's the one that we grew up watching. Uh, yeah, yes. girl. It's yes. the only one that yeah. counts. It's really the only one that matters to me. So uh, <laughs> to keep with our family-fueled, fun-loving month of November, we had to do something. I wanted to go a little fairy tale again, you know, classic. And so we did Cinderella. I'm so happy. And to pair with this cocktail tonight, we did the fairy godmother. Yes, we did. Please, girl, explain what we drank in tonight. So I did not create this cocktail. This is not my original cocktail. I uh, discovered this one online. I, of course, had to find the one that was magical fairy absinthe based. <laughs> and it's a perfect mixture of one ounce absinthe. It's three-fourth an ounce of St. Germain elderflower liqueur. Then you have pineapple juice. A half an ounce of lime and a half an ounce of lemon. Oh, I'm so sorry. And it's three-fourths an ounce of pineapple. So you just mix that all up together and uh, stir it in with the ice and then strain it into a nice little martini glass. No stem, yes stem, whatever your preference is. And yeah, drink it chilled. All right. So let's cheers this shit. I'm ready to drink. Cheers. Yeah, and let's cheers. drink it. Clink. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Love you. Love you more. I mean. So what do you think? I can absolutely taste that absinthe, which is that like black licorice taste, which is not my favorite. But mm -hmm. that uh, the elderflower is sweet. And I kind of taste that in the pineapple juice. It's 
it's good. It's a it's a a sipper. Yeah, yes. It's, yes. A, it's a sipping cocktail. This is not yeah, you're not supposed to chug it. I'm not uh, mad. It's, it's just taking me a second. I think you kind of get, get used accustomed. to. It's something yeah, it's to. a it's a flavor that you're gonna get used to after a little while. The absinthe is really strong. I'm Greek, so drinking ouzo my whole life, the licorice never really gets <laughs> to me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. But I liked the blend of this pineapple and elderflower. It made it so much sweeter and not as like um like the bitter licorice that you usually get with yeah. an absinthe. Yeah. So did you make this one up or you found it? I found it. Ooh. I totally I found it. It's a, it was made by another mixologist. It is not my personal recipe. Um I was really excited to try it though. Really, really stoked. I really like it because I'm obsessed with elderflower. I've always been obsessed with elderflower. It's kind of one of it's one of my favorite liqueurs. Um, it's like a bartender's dream. It's so sweet. It's so tangy. This is your first introduction to it. This is my right? first time. I mean, it might have been in a drink that I've had before, mm-hmm. but this is the first time of me knowing it. So I'm going to just jump in because uh, the topic of our history, baby, yes, is going to be the Saint Germain, the elderflower liqueur, because that's was the biggest pull for me with this cocktail, and the fact that I love absinthe and just a reason to drink absinthe for me for sure. But um, the elderflower liqueur, if you're tasting it, uh, you'll notice it's a very flowery. It's a tiny white budded flower. It's got heavy notes of like honeysuckle. If you realize that it's very floral, it's very sweet and it's really nice. The natural coloring of this is yellow because that's the pollen that you're seeing that's been condensed inside of this bottle right here. It is yellow. Yeah, it's a very old French style of liqueur. So every single bottle has over a thousand buds of elderflower in it like this size bottle yep it's beautiful but a traditional bottle a liter of the saint germain like a whole bottle that you get the big bottle has a thousand blossoms in it and that's like how they hold on to it that's how they extract all of the flavors um into this really beautifully exquisite all natural blossoms it's amazing it's called acceration. That's the process of pulling the flower out into the liqueur. So you get that really beautiful condensed flavor. Now, the French have been doing this for centuries. Mm. This is one of their oldest styles since like the early 1600s. They've been making this type of liqueur. St. Germain itself, the one that we're holding in our hand, they didn't start making this until 2007. Oh, it's not as old as I thought it was. It's not as old as you think it is. This brand itself is uh, the distillery started in 2007, but that's because they wanted, they put their main focus on it being all natural and they have their own fields. I, what I really super love about the St. Germain though, is that the bottle itself, it's very art deco, which is kind of their whole spiel on it. Like the St. Germain is inspired by like the St. Germain de Presse that they have in Paris. It's the influence of like the art deco era and like the belle époque, they they call it, which is called the beautiful era. And that was like their nostalgic, beautiful term for that time in the 1920s when everything was like elegant and fabulous. And it was during the time when they were building the Eiffel Tower, which was huge during that time. And like the Paris Opera House and there's like 
huge, big architectural art deco style that's happening in Paris. So that's the whole influence of the bottle that we're drinking from. Oh. Yeah. I, that's, I love, it's just so pretty. And I like keeping these bottles like over and over again to reuse them. You can use like elderflower liqueur. I put it in cupcakes. You can put it in like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's really great to cook with as well. In like tea breads, like when I'm making a folded or twisted tea bread, I love to splash it in my sparkling wine or like champagne. Instead of like a traditional mimosa, I'll do like an elderflower mimosa. You might've just (laughs) made my drink for tomorrow. (laughs) Um, I definitely suggest it. Just spike your little champagne. You're going to love it. And what I really super love about St. Germain is that their emblem, they're kind of like their mascot of their liqueur bottles. It shows a little person riding a bicycle. There he is. Okay. And what's really cool is that signifies like all the little flower gatherers. Oh. That would, yeah, they would it often grab all of the flowers and they would usher these delicate little blossoms back and forth from the farm to the village. And so because that was their, their way of transportation, how it originally started, that became the illustrated mascot as their logo. I love that. That's cool. Yeah. So you, you just gave I, me so much knowledge because like I said, I I've never really me. tried this. I've seen it in a bunch of different cocktails, but I've kind of always been like, uh, and I just like pass it because they're it's not the cheapest thing, but I mean, no, it's I've not. But that bottle will last you like a little bit, will last you the long, like a really long time. Yeah, I never heard of it ever till now. This is the <laughs> first I ever heard of that word. I was like, Elderflower, what is y'all got me drinking some flower? What is happening now? Like, I, I, yeah, I was like, Elderflower. I said, Okay, I, I, okay. I taste the flower. So as I was like, oh, I'll get it, the flower part. I get it. It's good. I get yeah. it. It's sweet. I like it. And it's sweet. yes, tomorrow we will be putting a little bit in our champagnes. It has that, yeah. it's a, the taste is, reminds me of a smell. Like, yeah, I'm okay, I'm smelling the bouquet of flowers. That's what it is. You yeah. literally are. That's what I was like, ooh. Yeah. Okay, that's that's really what you are. We're drinking a bouquet of flowers right now. Yeah. You really are. Well, that, <laughs> that was a cool her story a little bit of her story for my baby z i love it and princess of course my princess so cousin princess okay give us a little bit of uh who you are be okay so lenny and princess know each other outside of me (laughs) This is, I was actually telling uh, my friend about this earlier because when, when you said that uh, Princess was going to be on the show, I was like, oh my God, I love this story because I met Princess a semester before I even met Zenobia. Yes. And it's just so funny that I'll never forget. I was at, later, I'm in Zenobia's apartment and I see a picture of Princess and I was like, shut the front door. You know Princess. Like, <laughs> Princess is like this legend at the Academy. So I'm get out of here like how do you know princess and then i find out that you're like, my cousin. cousin yeah and she's like oh. like really your cousin i was like yeah like not like a play cousin <laughs> like that's my real flesh and blood yes so princess did go to the academy of art you university made she made you call me you called you i called. did call you and i just heard her that's say, right we did call i like to say you you know this person i just heard my lenny's voice i was like <gasps> I knew exactly who it was. <laughs> Just from her voice, I was like, I'm happy. Yes, it's my cousin. Yeah. It's meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> made my day. So, I was just like, ugh, so I perfect. can't believe that you met my best friend a semester so before, before I met my best friend. <laughs> I know. It was just, it was clandestiny. Like, we were meant to be family yes. forever. Yes. Forever. Princess. Awesome. 
tell us a little bit about uh, yourself. I'm a mom now. I feel like everything was over. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, I didn't I'm think she was going to start. I'm a mom. I'm a mom now. And that's why we stay single yeah. here Chee-chee. at Camera Cocktail. <laughs> Just because I'm a mama don't mean I'm not single. So I can cocktail it up a little bit too. No, <laughs> I am an actress. I'm a dancer. I'm just taking a little hiatus. We're going to blame it on Arona for right now. Actually, just in general, film has been a passion of mine for life. Like, it's just something that I can't get away from. Even if I wanted to get away from, I couldn't. And dance is something that relieves and saves my life. That's what I call it. It saves my life. Well, hell and, yeah. And <laughs> when people ask me, why did you dance? Do you dance? How people work out at the gym is like how dance is. It yeah. can literally save somebody's life. Having something to do or go to can save someone's life. And I want people to understand that is, is important to me, if anything. And like I always say now, mom first. I'm mom first now. But before mom, it was princess. It's going to be on your TV screen somewhere. On your stage somewhere, in your face somewhere, saying something somewhere, you go no princess. That's just how <laughs> it's gonna yeah. be. I don't care if it's good or bad. Like they sell her that shit from the Kardashians, good or bad. Long, what's my name? You know it. That's all that matters. That's pretty much me. That's pretty much me in a nutshell. And family, my Nobi. Yep. That's the only person in the family that we share like damn near the same interest. Like we should have been sisters. Like yeah. She's the one who got me into going to the Academy Art University. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Went there and had fun. <laughs> yes. Learned some stuff, met some people, and uh, now I'm doing this drunk-ass show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, the cool part about that is that her first year was my last year. So it was mm-hmm. like I showed her like the little partying ropes, what to do, how to study, how to get it together and still have fun at the same time. And it was like a, a sweeter, like a bittersweet ending for me. Like, okay, I'm about to graduate. Now my cousin, you take over. You got this. This yep. child had me. I made sure everybody who the hell she was too. That's Zenobia. <laughs> they gonna know. Okay, so party people. Time has come. You know what time it is. Yes, 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 yes. It's my favorite freaking part. Yes, yes, yes. It is time. It is time. Okay. All right. So it is that time for the motherfucking drinking game. Yes. This is Lenny's favorite part, the motherfucking drinking game. <laughs> this is where I get the most drunk, and it's all Zenobia's fault. Okay, let me uh, you're welcome. Yes. <laughs> all right. So the motherfucking drinking game. So, since we are doing Cinderella, you're going to take one simp mm-hmm. when someone sings a song. Oh, God. Oh, that's going to be <laughs> Oh, hard. beautiful. Impossible. You know how to do it. Yeah. Impossible. And because these stepped into it, I just keep building up impossible hopes. Impossible. Things are happening So any of your favorites in my own little corner, falling in love with love. Falling in love with love. Falling in love with love is falling for make-believe. Falling in love with love is playing a fool. It's falling for make-believe. Yes, if you do the stepsister's lament, any of those, you don't take a. Sip. Beautiful. So, so you gonna take a sip 
when someone says Cinderella. 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 Cinderella, uh, my coat. Cinderella, my, my hat. Cinderella. Cinderella, my gloves. Mm-hmm. She's like, Cinderella, you... where's so that you hot water? Don't Cinderella. take care. You take it. You take it. The fairies are coming. So yes. So every time you hear a Cinderella, <laughs> you gonna just grab your drink, Cinderella. take your sip. Cinderella. And I don't know how many times I say it, but it's a lot. Okay. So get ready for that. You gonna take a sip when the godmother does magic. So <gasps> when Miss Whitney Houston comes out there and turns the pumpkin into a. My favorite is when she goes, what's the matter with me? What's the matter with me? I think after 600 years. Looks that good after 600 years? Yes. I Damn. wish. Ugh. Very godmother. Yes. So when she turns the mice into the doorman and they change the dress, you gonna take a scent. Got you. Okay. Go ahead and turn. Gotcha. Don't make me do all Don't the work. Don't make me work. do all the work. She's like, she just like turns. <laughs> Um, Which like how does Brandy do that? Is she like on one of those little like? It looks like she's on, a turn, she's on she's a, a turntable. Yeah, she's on a turntable. Yeah, gotta be on a turntable. at the bottom like and go. Uh, too fast, too fast, too, <laughs> too fast. fast. We take, we take. Slow down, slow down. We gotta get the full effect. Yeah, so you gonna take a simp when someone says queen or your majesty? Oh, oh my god! Hell yeah! Okay. There's so, only one queen I care about, and it's Whoopi Goldberg. There baby. you go. Whoopi Goldberg. Love her. Whoopi. Whoopi. Happy birthday. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday. Miss Whoopi Goldberg. So you going to take a simp when the queen talks about the ball. So when she's like, oh, you know, we invite all the girls to the balls. And you, and then you can meet them and, and you'll fall. And he's like, no, I don't want any of that. It's only 500 or and so. Like, Mother. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. My favorite is when she goes, what's that line? It's difficult to cancel once you got the ball rolling. <laughs> once you get the ball, ball. rolling. Get it, get it. Get it, get it. <laughs> you have to laugh, she's the queen. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, the best will always be, it's not about your happiness. All your mother and I want is for you to be happy. Happiness has nothing to do with it. That He's like, I just want to be happy. And she's like, Happy as has nothing to, to do, do with it. it. Mm -mm. And she's like, like, I mean. It's not the happiness, buddy. You I mean. made that clear. We just need you to get married and have some kids, bro. Yeah. That's pretty much it. He's like, what your mother is saying is, <laughs> pick a bitch and make some babies. Yeah. <laughs> That's there, like pretty now. much what I'm saying to you, man. <laughs> your father's not getting any younger. And he's like, hey, I'm not You think I was happy? No, you probably wasn't happy, but hey. <laughs> um, you go on a take a simp. When someone says Lionel. Lionel! Lionel. 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 She's yelling oh, at who, is, yep. who is that over there? Who is that? Lionel. Oh. It's only Lionel. Oh, He's like, okay. oh, oh, fine. Because he like falls, right? Yes. Yeah. I love oh, him. Lionel. Yes. I yeah. do too. Jason Alexander. He, he is a such a good Lionel. He, he helped tie this whole movie together. Yeah. It has an exchange with Bernadette Peters. Like, constantly when those two are together, I just can't. She I says, just... I don't want to know who's dancing with the prince. But what I would like to know is who's going to have the honor of dancing with you? Who's going to dance with you? That lovely no physique. That wonderful full head. 
of skin. Not touching, please. The full head of <laughs> full head of skin. skin. Not touching. <laughs> no touching. Not, Not touching. touching. <laughs> yes. So you're going to take a simp when Cinderella has to do something for the step family. So like oh if they make her go get something or they tell her to go clean something. Cinderella, my rat. Cinderella, my hat. Cinderella, my gloves. Mm -hmm. Cinderella, have you dusted the rafters? I hate it. Like, I, yes, it's horrible how they treat Cinderella. But the worst is when all of a sudden they're all standing in line in front of the door. She's like, Cinderella. Cinderella, the door. Oh, right away. The door. The door. Like, that one really gets me. Yeah. I'm like, did she <laughs> even just open a door? <laughs> My hand's full of your bullshit. If I dropped it, you're going to be all mad. Yeah. So terrible. Don't cling to the past, Cinderella. It's not very attractive. Except she Ooh. does nothing but cling to the, the past. Cling to the past, yeah. <laughs> to the past, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're going to take a simp when that evil stepmother says some backwards thinking stuff. So, like... We hide our flaws. We hide our flaws until after the wedding. Until after the wedding. The wedding. I love it. Oh God. <laughs> I think that one just it gets me every time. I fucking love it. Every time. Because <laughs> that's what they oh, do in real life. Yeah, where she. I love Minerva and Calliope. It's they too. are such yes. a great. Comedic duo. I I just love them so much. Yeah. I'm also going to add on to that anytime they do something that's very unelegant. So, like, yeah. she's They're like, laughing. <laughs> 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 yeah. I like where she's, where she's standing in line and she's like, I want a chance at him. I want a chance at him. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Get she out of here. Like, screaming. That's I one of my favorite lines. Me too. I was telling that to Ricky tonight. I would be, want to be Minerva just so I could shout on stage. Yeah, I want a chance at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that line also, ever since I was a kid has got me. I think that is so I, funny. <laughs> I love when she's itching like this with like both sides and she's like, Minerva, for Christ's sake, right. stop scratching. <laughs> and she just goes, oh. it's so cute. I that can't, oh. mother. <laughs> yes. Too adorable. you going to take a simp. When the prince mm -hmm. has a new dance partner. Oh, God. Oh, my speed God. It speed it up. Speed it up. Speed it up. Speed it up. Next, next, next. And I even would like you to count line, uh, Lionel because he does, he goes, he does spin him around. around. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. He counts. He counts. <laughs> but I love it because at first they're all nice and slow. And then he's like, speed it yeah, up. Come on. Next, next. Mm-hmm. Keep it going. You're also going to take a simp. When a new woman tries on the glass slipper. Ooh, Ooh. what is with those colorful tights? Ooh, I so was going to talk about that. They Everybody had like some very flamboyant socks. They were mm -hmm. very colorful, colorful design-wise. I was like, they didn't have socks like that. And I got mm. offended for you when I saw a barefoot. I was like, what the? No. no. Where are the tights? No. What about the one that doesn't have like, it has a hole in the sock and he's like, trying to like. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. I hate all of the feet parts, but yeah. Yeah. I'm just super obsessed with then all of a sudden uh, when Brandy Cinderella takes out her foot and it's like a perfect French manicure. I know. It's like, when it's <laughs> How she get a perfect French? It's from the fairy yeah. godmother. Some stuff stayed. Yep. That must have been, been it. 
It's true because if the shoes stay, the pedicure should stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's the way magic works. Duh. Check the rules. It's possible. It is possible. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> oh, you're going to finish your drink when the prince agrees to go to the ball. So he's like, I'll go to the ball. Mother, I'll go to the ball. But if I don't find her tonight, you'll let me fall in love my own way with no interference, no matter how long it takes. But if I don't find somebody, that means that I can go find whoever the fuck I want, right, baby? There you go, there you go. And I do it my way. Hell, we just need you to pick a hoe and have a baby. That's all they want. So (laughs) when he agrees, we gonna chug that drink. You gonna finish your drink when Cinderella comes down the stairs. (gasps) Oh, Where everybody stops. Everybody's like, who is she? Music is the lights. All the eyes are all on her. All the hate. All on her. All the hate. I know. Stepmom was like, who the fuck this bitch? Who is this? (laughs) Who is she? Who who are you? Where on earth did she come from? I've never seen her before. There's something vaguely familiar about that girl. She looks oddly familiar, that girl. (laughs) I want a chance at him. So funny. That's going to be my fucking shit from now on. Why would a fellow want a girl like her? When I'm in, next time the club opens up and I see a hot guy dancing with some chick that I want to dance. You'll see. I'm just going to scream that at him. I want to dance at him! I'm done. Stop it. You will do that too. You'll I do definitely that will. I'm just waiting for the world to open up so I can start yelling at people again. I know. Oh. I can't wait. Waiting for the world to change. Waiting for the world to uncorona. <laughs> okay, so you're going to finish your drink when Cinderella and the prince get married. Okay. Uh, I like how they get married. They just start kissing. She just look a hot change, mess. And then she's in a wedding dress. Yeah, like, what's up? And now we, now we riding in a little carriage. What's up? Yep. <laughs> and it's Ooh, the best because then all of a sudden there's Whitney Houston, you know, the music in you. And she's like, CGI floating above, floating above, above everybody. Yeah. She got all through the- <laughs> It's like, who really is the queen now? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you have anything you'd like to add to the motherfucking drinking game? The motherfucking drinking game. What about you, princess? Anything? No, I'm about to be drunk. These fairies about to be jumping on my head in a minute. Come on now. <laughs> got you. And what about anything else? You? Yeah, the fairies are right um, there now. You see him let me know really... when you start seeing him. Talk to the one on the right. She said just pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta stay focused. We gotta stay focused. Oh, no, this is gonna be a, she, this she is gonna be an episode. Let's she's see talking to you right now. Stay focused. I know. I'm thinking. I, I, you already I had already wanted to do the ones with Calliope and Minerva when they do something absolutely ridiculous. Don't. You already covered that point, so I was like, check. Honestly, I really want to, anytime Cinderella says something empowering, because, you know, she's such a meek character, yeah. like, traditionally, but I feel like they really tried to make her as an as much of an empowered woman as possible in this film. So anytime Cinderella does, like, stick up for herself and, like, say something, and she, you're just like, damn, right, Cinderella, I think you should take a drink. <clears throat> My personal favorite is, I doubt he knows how a girl should be treated, yeah. and the prince says, like a... Like a princess, I suppose. No, like a person with kindness and respect. No, like a person with kindness and respect. Yep. And I'm like, fuck yeah, Brandy. Like, you got it. Like, thank you. 
exactly. So romantic. I like that. So ad. yeah. Okay, great. Good one. Boom. Well, Thanks. then that is the motherfucking drinking game. game. Yes. All right. So Cinderella. You ready for the stats? Let's just hit these fucking stats. Let's hit them and hit them hard. All right. Hit them hard, baby. This is, I'm like really excited because hell yeah, this is an ex- very impressive film. I'm excited about this. Let's do this. <laughs> okay. Let's do this. So <laughs> this Cinderella debuted on ABC on uh, November 2nd, 1997, baby. So we're coming up. We just passed this anniversary last week we were 10 years old we were 10 years old when this came out and i truly remember watching this i remember that (laughs) my friend who lived down the street it was her birthday the day that this came out and i put in a vhs and recorded it here at the house but we also watched it at the party so i got to watch it live with all the slumber party girls and then the next day i got to go home and watch it again because now i recorded it all (laughs) (laughs) yes young kids you might not know what that That was like but uh that was a real big thing and (laughs) yes recording hitting record and no one changed no one changed the channel don't you change it (laughs) i'll be upset yep remember that shit it's real the budget (laughs) for this movie was 12 million dollars which translated in 2020 money is 19 million dollars which is not that much but it is a tv movie so that's surprisingly for a tv movie budget that's that's pretty good yeah that's pretty good so being that it was a tv movie i do not know what money it made i even tried to find out how much the VHS is made. It yeah. was a lot, but I don't know how much it was. But it did have 23 million households tuned in to watch it on November 2nd, and over 60 million viewers watched it. Yeah. So it was a very big event, and people huge. showed out and watched it in mm-hmm. droves. So you guys ready for the Rotten Tomatoes? Mm-hmm. I'm nervous. Do I have to be nervous? Just give me a hint. No, just tell me. I'm ready. Hold my hand. Princess, hold my hand. I got it. You ready? Hold it to the screen. Okay. So, Rod Tomatoes. Critics, 86%. So, that's not too bad for critics. That's not bad for critics, actually. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Audience, 74%. Fuck those bitches. I hate them all. (laughs) Don't make me say it. Damn. 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 I, I was about to say the wrong thing. Damn. That's some bullshit. I would say they're Trump supporters. (laughs) That's terrible. So, um... How dare they? How dare they? My uh, ZZ Fresh is 91%. I think that it is good. It's fun. It's colorful. Queen Latifah... Or Queen Latifah. Whoa. Queen Latifah? One? Wow. You got me drinking shit that I don't ever normally drink, okay? (laughs) Yeah, she's seeing hella fairies. So, like... (laughs) Give me my fucking break, bitch. Don't don't you be judging my ass. There's only one queen in this movie. And it's Whoopi. Whoopi. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, you better say Whoopi. But I think Whitney Houston is not a good actress in this movie. She got better over time, but she this was not her jammy jam. And I think that's what brought me down in as adult Zenobia watching this. Okay. 
but yeah. What about the the Lenny's The Lenny Zest? Fresh? Fresh. Is that Lenny's Us? Sorry. Mm -hmm. No, no. ZZ Fresh, Lenny's Us. Mm -hmm. The Lenny's Zest, I'm going to give it a 95%. I'm not going to lie. 95% only because I don't think the CGI holds up very well. I mean, her magical, her magical swizzles, I give mad props to that for sure. Because they those kept up really well. But the one that pisses me off the most is the pumpkin. I was about to say. Yeah. The pumpkin, and then it looks like what's that Shrek's uh, onion carriage? Oh, oh. <laughs> it does look like it does look like that. It looks very onion esque. And I was actually watching a lot of old interviews, like Entertainment Tonight. They did like a live red carpet event when the film was coming out, and Jason Alexander even comes up on the red carpet. And he's like, "I just can't wait to see how they turn that pumpkin into a carriage." And I was like, "Oh, Jason, oh, no. you're going to be very it. upset." <laughs> Like, oh, don't do it, dude. Like, what a bummer. But uh, I do not, uh, this might be the first time I'm ever going to say this. I don't agree with Z. I think that Whitney put a lot of beautiful confidence um, and sass into the fairy godmother. And I liked her. I liked that character for it. Yeah, that's the only, I love Whitney in this movie. I love everybody in this movie. I really, my favorite part is when her and Brandy are cuddling in the carriage. And I'm like, I want to be a part of that carriage. Ride, know. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to be. What's your princess little, percent? Little, little devil's advocate because yeah. I agree with both of you guys on Whitney. I give okay. the film a ninety. Okay. My ninety is because for me to see me represented was big, and to see everybody because I in Oakland during that time period it was everybody. Yeah. So I was able to never have an idea of like only this or that ethnicity around. So mm -hmm. to see everybody actually made me oblivious that it's everybody. Like, you just, oh, God, it's a good movie. You don't pay attention to all of the different nationalities, which made it beautiful, compared to when you see something that is only one ethnicity. It's it's obvious. My oh, bad. That was a fairy. That's okay. So. Um, <laughs> that was one of the fairies. <laughs> <laughs> but with Whitney, it's a both, because I was irritated with her hair. You did say irritated. something about that today. <laughs> She's like, what's with the hair? I was like, I know. Well, like, the, I oh, told her I wanted it. Cool. Yeah, uh, no. I like the golden curls. No, that's before they knew how to do lace weaves, and we know the right way to do it uh, now. Yeah. It was a good, it I was a nice it. shake. I, what did I say to you? I said I wanted curly shake and go wig like Whitney's. That's what I said. It looked like they had the wig and it turned it around <laughs> or upside. It, don't, it, it was irritating. <laughs> she was me, like, "Why does it look like she has a ponytail?" I don't get it. Like she. <laughs> but as far as okay, the acting was not well, but because we know that she actually had a genuine love and care for Brandy, like yeah. the actual real person, that's mm -hmm. the part that made when she had those conversations made the acting seem like she just talking to her. That's why I say you're not acting to me. You're just okay, talking to there her. Is that's how it feels. One okay. line that I the line that I like the most of hers is like Cinderella. This can't be what your daddy had in mind for you, baby. This isn't what your daddy had in mind for you, baby. Like when she says oh, that line, yeah. I'm like, that is the line out of all of hers that like feels real and feels like she's not pushing it. See, that's what I'm gonna say when she said, literally just baby, because mm -hmm. I felt like she's just talking to her. Even when they were in yeah. the carriage and like she just telling her the timing and stuff, I was like, you're not acting when you're just kind of like it felt like she was telling her child what to do. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. So, but her singing, I love her voice. So yeah. when you have the back and forth, so it's like a four four things that can go 50-50, like bad, bad, good, good. It's the genuine care for her. You can feel that emotion, but then, girl, you can't act. Like, and your hair was irritating me. And then and they had your ass flying at the sky. And I oh, even when I was younger, sky. that I, that rubbed me wrong. 
Other stuff that I noticed now did not rub me as bad as I was like, why she fly? Oh, they tried to make her fly. Like, it was too try. Okay, I, I can explain some of those, but uh, any. So, what is your princess percent? So the full princess percent is still gonna stick at ninety. That ten percent is all those little bitty things that okay. take two percent, two percent, two percent up. Overall, is that it's no matter what, it's still a good movie. We above, we wave. Yeah, 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 yeah. If it's anything under ninety, I don't want to deal with you. There you go. Get up on <clears throat> Okay, so that's our motherfucking stats. So yeah, let's just kind of like jump in there. I just want to give you guys like the history on like what happened with Cinderella coming to TV, how we got yeah. here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in 1955, the Peter Pan with Mary Martin came out on NBC and it drew like 65 million people to come see it. Do you guys, you know which one I'm talking about? When Mary Martin, the words, you know, mm-hmm. she's flying, it's yeah, all on yeah, stage. Yeah. So prior. And they had the flashlight as Tinkerbell. Yep, yeah, they had the yeah, flashlight. Yeah, they had the flashlight. Exactly. You're like, what Tinkerbell? It's like a bell and like, you know. It's a little bell and a flashlight. Yeah, that's all you hear. <laughs> but uh, that was the magic. That, that was, was the magic. magic. So in the 50s. When people started having more TVs and less time to go to the theater, Mm -hmm. they started bringing Broadway shows onto TV so people could, like, you know, watch it all over the country. And in 55, when they did Peter Pan, it kind of, like, set records that, like, nobody knew was, like, possible for one of these. And so what NBC did, they wanted to get Rodgers and Hammerstein to... um, come up with something so that they could have like a live show as well to make a lot of more mm-hmm. uh, more, m- more money yeah mm-hmm. so they were like okay girl we just don't want to do any of your own you know South Pacific any we don't want to do any of your already famous yeah. Oklahoma carousel shows yeah. we want something yeah. new yeah. and so they were like okay well we'll go ahead and jump on you know one of the most famous stories in the world cinderella and then we'll just add some songs to this mug and so they did mm-hmm. and for some reason nbc didn't end up picking it up so they shopped it over to cbs mm-hmm. and they were like all right well we'll take this shit and so they made it come out in 1957 with julie andrews playing miss dame julie andrews yes playing cinderella she's super young go back and look at that one you guys i remember that so that's awesome. the first one i saw i remember seeing that first me too i got yeah go and <laughs> so yeah so when that came it like went nuts and they had like over a hundred million people tune in to watch that mm. to premiere of that production of cinderella and that's at the time with 60% of America tuned in to watch this. And then, wow. yeah, it's just like crazy. Everybody tuned in to watch it. In 1965, Leslie Ann Warren was in one of another stage premiere of this exact show mm-hmm. um, on CBS again. And it was like one of the highest things that's ever broadcast on that network up until 2009. That's how wow. big, that's how big their numbers was for that. And what they end up doing is wow. that it became such a hit that the one with Leslie Ann Warren ends up being played a couple times a year on CBS yeah. for like decades. And wow. so it became like a huge thing. So after that, kind of TV musicals like died. And, like, nobody was really caring about musicals mm-hmm. except the diehard people who, like, you know, go to Broadway and watch yeah, Rent watch or Cats or something, you know? Time, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
What ended up happening was in 1993, Gypsy with Bette Midler debuted on TV and it like brought the TV musicals back. And she even was like, she even won like an Emmy for it and everything. Like that was just her, you know, shit. You know who was watching Gypsy that night? Whitney Houston. Oh, she did. And Whitney was like, hey girl. I want in. Mm-hmm. So she starts cooking up her way to make sure that she becomes Cinder, the first black Cinderella. So there's, she can't do it because she's on tour. She's doing making um, music. And it Bobby. just took a minute for it. Like, it took time for them to be able to get her to sign on. But by the time they did, she was in her 30s and she didn't want to be like Diana Ross in The Wiz. Wiz yeah. Being like yeah. this old ass lady trying to play like some like young child. Yeah. So she was like, well, let's just ask Brandy to do it. Who was popping at the time because Moesha came out about the year before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, she said she'd only do it if Whitney would be her godmother. That is a little history on how the fuck we got Cinderella mm-hmm. in 97. It took a while for the world to catch up to that we needed this movie. Mm-hmm. And, now we, and now we got it. Yeah. And now we have it. Mm-hmm. It, it took a long ass time. It took like a really long time. I was reading an article, uh, the Shondaland uh, website, they did a whole like huge expose on it when they did the 20th anniversary of it back in 2017. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. Like, cause Whitney was so in demand at that point. Like she was like riding this high and they get, they kept on being like, read the script, Whitney, we need you to read the script. Like, we know you started the idea of wanting to do this. Everyone's behind you to do this, but we need you to like to commit to it. And it was kind of amazing that they pulled all of these famous legendary Broadway actors in a hotel room in New York city and sat Whitney down finally. and was like, perform it for her and show her how amazing it'll be. And she just loved it. Yeah. Some people, they just, have to see it, especially yeah. if that's not your and that's your, thing. your art, you know? Yeah. But, like, okay, something fun that I have to think about was the Roger Hammerstein thing. I remember when I wasn't looking at the TV screen, I was listening to the commercial of it coming. My head thought it was the white one again. That's literally what I thought. So I was like, okay, and I turned around. I didn't even want to watch anything until that day. And mom said, oh, the Cinderella said, I don't want to watch that one again. I don't want I didn't want to watch it. I thought it was going to be the same thing. And so I turned my head and I heard Brandy's voice. And I was like, <gasps> I ain't never jumped over. We had this brown tree looking tr- couch. Oh, yeah. I, I must have jumped around and jumped over and flipped over that thing so fast as to sit and watch it that when I say that it's empowering, it was empowering to remember exactly that moment because I was not watching it because I assumed the same old Roger and him. Oh, because that. Also, because I liked, you know, plays music anyway, so I knew all the stuff they wrote in my head. I was like, oh, okay. I don't want to, you know, and I was young then. That, mm-hmm. it, 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 maybe Whitney and people like can actually listen or hear that to people saying that actually made me like, okay, I have a chance. Yeah. That mm-hmm. made me feel like I had a chance. This movie was the first time I knew what blind casting was. Yeah. I didn't know mm-hmm. that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I was a kid who was super amped about anything pretty much Disney my whole life, watching the Disney Channel and ABC. So 
this movie is not only big for us, but it also is big for ABC because Disney, Michael Eisner, you know, love him or hate him for bringing, you know, the Disney Renaissance. And he did some, you know, some stupid shit as well. Um, Yeah, but uh, he wanted to bring the wonderful world of Disney back. Yeah. um, to TV, which is something that mm-hmm. my parents grew up watching. My dad said he used to watch it on their black and white. And yeah, he's like, I watched it on oh, yeah. black and white TV, and I could tell what color the fireworks was. That's what he used to fucking tell me all the time. Some bullshit Aww. like that. And so <laughs> I love him though. So he wanted to come back with like a fucking bang, and this was brought to him, and he was like, Oh well, if Whitney's in it, like you know, yeah, then let's do it. Whitney's not only you know, in this movie, but she is also an executive producer for this movie. And not only this Disney movie, but for both of the Princess Diaries and the Cheetah Girl movies, Ah, she is executive producer. I didn't know she was involved in Cheetah Girls. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cute. Yeah. So, you know, this was like probably one of her first, like, this was her first Disney dive into it. So, you know. But, with anything black people do when we're the first, like the first black Cinderella or black fairy godmother, we got to battle some people. Anything. Yeah, it was, I think, so what I truly, really love about this, the the blind casting for this is that it's unquestionable. Like, I, you don't even think like, oh, here's a, a white king and a black queen having a Filipino baby. Like, that's not something that, I was like, whoa, this is weird. What's happening? Like, as a kid, I just accepted it because that was the magical world that I wanted to live in. Yeah, and of Disney. And to have two leads as, Mm -hmm. like, as beautiful Black women being the leads of this, of course, there was going to be backlash, unfortunately. And Disney wouldn't have another leading Black princess until The Princess and the Frog 12 years later. Yep. Uh, she's a being frog. princess tiana the whole movie pretty much yeah yeah they kind of did so dirty. Yeah. but yeah so i did read some articles where people were like you know i just don't get it or can get into you know white mom having a black and white baby like people are writing stupid shit like that online which is like you can believe that a pumpkin can turn into a carriage but you can't believe that like <laughs> A black lady and a white guy can make a Filipino baby. Like, you can't suspend your belief that much, but you're like, it's just unbelievable. No shit. Turning mice no. into, like, a coachman. Coachman? That's unfucking believable It won't happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I won't. I won't handle it. Yeah. I, I, I can't. I can't deal with the hypocrisy and the double standard of yeah. that kind of comment. It's so stupid. So the two producers for this production... Mm-hmm. Also produce Gypsy, yes, with Bette Midler, and so they got into this one. And when they got into this one, from the get go, they were like, "We want Cinderella black. It's either Whitney or some other black chick. But if we're doing this, she's gonna be black." And so some executive at Disney or ABC was just kind of pushing white Cinderellas on them, and they're like, "No, nah, man, that's not what we're. That's not what we want to do. The whole point." What's to have a black Cinderella? Like, that's the point of us making this. And then we can just sprinkle in everybody else in the background or as uh, other players. Yeah. And it kind of went to the point where they didn't want to do it. Didn't they try to get Joel? 
That yes, Diggy they wanted Jewel. They that. wanted Jewel to do they it. They really like. I think there was a couple of people, uh, other singers yeah. that they really wanted to do it, but like I think someone was pushing Jewel re- really hard. That was that That's exact. Oh mm-hmm. God! I was like, come on! That's so ridiculous. So I can't. What also happens is that once the producers were like, look, girl, we're doing it, whether you like, we're doing it and it's blind casting and that's what we're doing. Like, we're not putting Jewel in there to be Cinderella so she could look like every other Cinderella. We're not doing it. Yeah. What ended up happening is because of this show is so elaborate, there's so many um, costume changes, so many extras, so many dancers that when they got to them filming the last scene, which would be them at the ball, mm-hmm. which would be them at the ball, they ran out of money. They yep. didn't have any more money to pay these people. And it got to the point where Whoopi Goldberg sent a check up to the exec and it was like, here's my offering to so help now out. I'm executive the fucking... producing too. Put me on there. Yeah. And they all. Yeah, she forfeited it for her paycheck for that day so they could pay the day. extras. Mm-hmm. And it still wasn't enough. And so the producers had to come out of pocket with it because the Disney exec was just like, I'm not going to, if you're not going to use this yodeling jewel, I'm not going to give you no extra goddamn money. That's on y'all bitches. Love you should have put love her. Me. That's not her. That's not Joel. I know. It's not the same. That's what it made me think of. Like, just love her, please. Just love her. I like Joel. Just love her for me. Just love her. But I sure in hell wouldn't be rewatching this movie. Hell no. No offense, but love Joel, but this this is not. This was not going to be a good role for her. No. That's. I mean, the struggle for black people just to just to be is so real. It's not even funny. Well, no, what I really super love, though, is that because the producers were so, they were so adamant about making this a very um, multicultural experience that they even changed a lot of the scripts and a lot of the the songs to fit what was happening and what was represented with the characters and the cast. Mm -hmm. And that's what I really respect is that the Rodgers and Hammerstein organization, they didn't push back at all. Like when they said, we want to add specific songs and we want to change specific lyrics, like for the, in my own little corner, the original was like, I'm a Norwegian princess. And they're like, no, we're going to change that line. Like Mm -mm. Brandy's not a Norwegian princess. She's not a Norwegian. Yeah. I'm a young Egyptian princess or milkmaid. Yeah, so they changed those lyrics. And like there was no pushback. The organization, the Rogers and Hammerstein was like, no, go ahead, do it, please, adapt it. Like enjoy it and push it. And that's what I I, I think is really admirable about even though they're really old styles of musicals, that the they knew deep down that like Richard Rogers and Oscar Hammerstein would be more than welcoming to these ideas and this different adaptation of their musical. And I really dig that. I, I, I do too, because I am not a big fan of theirs. Just their shows have never been my jammy jam, except this one. Yeah, honest. I mean, they're just very well, Caucasian and I don't really dig their music. It's not my favorite musical style okay but it's very well known and if you are a musical theater person you well, know wait. their songs yeah. you know yeah i mean yeah. i would say my favorite would besides this it would be the sound of music i was gonna say the yeah. sound of music is probably in- but like how do you solve a problem like maria you know what i mean like it's just <laughs> it's just too good but i mean they do have like i mean even even though i'm not really conclusive i i don't usually like a show of theirs but i do like their like specific songs yeah. like yeah we, me and Zenobia with uh, 
our studies at the Academy of Arts, <laughs> we were... What y'all done did? What y'all did? One of our final pieces, because we were in... How the Academy worked is that you, you worked in a specific section and you completed that program and then you would be able to graduate and like your final performance or final thesis of that genre or that that dedication to that focus so we we had voice classes and we worked with a woman named Cynthia Cynthia Rogers Baggett and she loved the classical she's an operatic trained singer she really loved the classics so for our final which I it's sad that she didn't discuss it with anybody but whatever for our final piece in her program, we did variety review of Rogers and Hammerstein. And actually, our, our Zenobia sang Impossible for the show. Oh, but, yay. I did. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> I yep. She did. And she, she nailed it. Come? It was amazing. I feel like you were there. Me and. I got thinking about it. I was like, didn't y'all sing Impossible? I did come. My final. We did. Uh, what's it called? Because it was like maybe a few of us. So we all had songs from Chicago. Mm-hmm. And for me, oh, cool. it was hilarious because Cynthia, I was the only person of color in there. She always had issues finding me stuff thinking I was going to be, you know, offended or not offended or anything. So when she was passing all the stuff out, she was like, I didn't know what to do, but I don't want you to feel offended. But I have two here. I was like, I just looked at her. She said, who do you think you're going to be? I said, I'm the queen. I knew it. I'm going to be the queen. And I said, which song you want me to sing? I was like, got a little favor. I did yeah, everything. I did everything. <laughs> yes, I did the whole thing, threw money at the crowd and everything. I said, Cynthia, that just brought back some memories. I know, Cynthia. But the Cinderella, honestly, I the reason why I love Cinderella so much is because of this film. Like, the music and the acting and the comedic reliefs. Bernadette Peters, I worshipped. Mm-hmm. We're not worthy. Uh, we're not worthy. <laughs> I love Bernadette Peters so much. And fun fact about Bernadette Peters is that, like, they could not find someone to fill the slot of the evil stepmother. No yeah. actress wanted to play this part. Because, one, they didn't want to be seen as someone evil, being horrible to beautiful Brandy, who... <laughs> It's the first black Cinderella, so like, who there? No white woman was like, I yeah. don't want to be a. They were only asking. They yeah. were only asking white women. So like, Bette Miller, they asked her, and she was like, I, 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 I'm not going to be mean to some black girl. Hell no. No. You think you must call me Boo Boo the fool? I'm out. And she was like, God. <laughs> so that was not her but her jammy jam. Apparently, Bernadette. They approached Bernadette about it, and she even she had heard, and she said. I, this is going to be one of the hardest things, being mean to this beautiful young girl, but I would be honored to play this role. And I, I just love that they did that. And the executive producers, because they're like, well, now we have Bernadette Peters. The stepmother doesn't have any songs in this show. Yeah, we have to mm-hmm. sing. We have to get her a song. And so that's when they started to really think about it was that. And also, I believe it was because they wanted to give Brandy another song. And Whitney didn't have a big enough either. And what I love is that the three songs that they added into the show all f- were for the females, the female leads. And I really dig that. Yeah. Like, I really love that. So, like, the three songs that they was The Sweetest Sounds. The sweetest sounds I'll ever hear are still inside my head. The kindest words. I mean, the prince, prince. the prince sings that too, yeah. 
He does, but like Brandy shines. Yeah. She's so cute with her sweet little like her her beautiful like doughy eyed face. <laughs> oh, sweet eighteen year old Brandy. Like I can't even. So they they pulled the sweetest sounds, which is the duet between the prince and and Cinderella at the very beginning. It's from No Strings, which was a song that Richard Rogers wrote. It's this song specifically, he wrote this for Oscar Hammerstein after he passed away. Oh, for his homie. I know. Aww. I know. And then the second one that they entered was the Falling in Love with Love, which was for Bernadette Peters. I fell in love with love one night when the moon was full. I was unwise with eyes unable to see. I fell in love with love. Because they had to have her. And that was from the boys of Syracuse. And then the last one was for Whitney because they really wanted the fairy godmother to pull the show at the end. And so they pulled in the song, There's Music in You. From Main Street to Broadway. I, I love that. Like, I love that they added all of those songs for the lead, the female leads of this show. I thought that was really important. Yes, it is. And yeah. I, I mean, sometimes you got to add to fluff it up, especially when you have a cast that can sing, you know. How dare you not give the stepmother mm-hmm. when she's like, so the queen of Broadway. Yeah. So kind of let's uh, let's just like jump in here and let's talk about our director real quick. I have zero fun facts about him, but yeah. let's just... Yeah. Let's get it. Let's talk about them. <laughs> let's get it started. Ha! Let's okay. get it started. So who's the director? So his know. name is Robert Iscove. Iscove? Iscove? I don't know how to pronounce that. You know, I don't. Girl, you know, I can't read. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> Girl, you know, I can't read names. Now that's that. Yes, he, he looks like he's done a very lot of fucking TV work. I'm sorry. I've only seen two films of his. That I could notably say that were like those he he was responsible for these very big nineties films in my life. Or I guess one of them was two thousand. Two thousand Justin. Which one? Are you thinking of Justin to Kelly? Justin to Kelly. <laughs> I saw that, I was like, oh shit. Wait, no. From Justin to Kelly. Oh, From he the did American that? Idol? Yes. Yeah. He did She's All That. I was so upset. She's with that. All that, yeah, too. that. That was, that was, that was, I like that. That's a big one. one. That was a big one. You should definitely go back and watch that and then come back. All right, I, I just Walker. remembered them now. Oh, God. All right, P. But he did a lot of like TV movies. Yeah. And TV shows through like the 80s and early 90s. To me, looking at his filmography, Cinderella is like the first thing on his filmography that I can remember. And then it's, she's all that. Or in 99, that's when that one comes out. Boys and Girls with Freddie Prince Jr. that came out in 2000. <laughs> so he's like around of that time until from Justin to Kelly in 2003, which definitely is pop culture bad. Yeah, <laughs> but great. But like, horrible. Like you should not, not probably you shouldn't exist, but like, thank you. Can they go to Florida? What beach were they on? <laughs> they go huh? to Florida. Where are they at, Lenny? Where are they at? I feel like. Aren't they in Daytona? I don't know. It all looks the same to me. I have not seen that movie in so long. And no one should. <laughs> and no one should. Wow. Okay. Did you Whatever. like that movie? It, it was bad acting. And the songs weren't even terrible. that great. I couldn't watch the whole thing. So yeah. if I know I didn't finish it, it was like, I'm done with this. Yeah, no. I gotta say, though, like, 
speaking of this this movie was absolutely so hard to watch we haven't even touched base on that at all you can only buy this movie on dvd you can't stream it anywhere i found a copy of it on youtube like zenobia called me in a panic was like we can't do this movie i can't find it anywhere i was like hold on a minute and i like she's like what do you mean you can't find it i was like it's not on netflix it's not on hulu it's not it's not on disney plus it's not on prime i was like girl all, all the platforms. I can't all buy the platforms. it. I can't even buy mm-hmm. it. You have to buy it on DVD. But she found it on YouTube. Somebody does have a <laughs> very a grainy, yeah, very grainy. Because that's the only way we can watch it. That's the only way now. we can watch it. We do have it in DVD in my house somewhere. I just couldn't find it, and I was just tired of looking for it. But I found, and you can't even get the soundtrack. You can't find the soundtrack anywhere either. You have to buy it on CD. No, you can't even buy it on CD. It's not even out. It's not, you can't stream it. You can't buy it. Seriously? So apparently Whitney and Brandy's label companies were having some issue on like. They haven't got it together. You know, they Uh, never got it together. They got it together. They always want it. And Whitney says like her biggest success and her failure was Cinderella. Like she loved doing it. She had so much fun, passion in it. But she felt like she failed because she couldn't release the music. So... I don't know why Disney Plus is fucking with your girl because I automatically went straight on there because if you have the luck of the Irish and my mom's dating a vampire and Smart yeah. House, how the fuck don't you have Cinderella, Cinderella on there? Makes zero sense. And it's zero, yeah. So either they are going to remaster it and release it to us all HD and like beautiful like, or they, oh. or they're being punk ass bitches and just. Hating on the black chick. I don't know. I don't know. There might be other legal issues as well. Yeah. Like if they can get the like the producers still have the rights to take it. What do they have to do with the organization of Rogers and Hammerstein to like get it onto Disney Plus? I don't know. We there also might be those logistics too. Yeah, because I would money. hate that they Tell would. Money. They, yeah, they would want that money. They would. That would be such a pull to have a Whitney like, Houston. They're gonna and do it. They just want the money yeah. to figure out the money. That's all they're trying. They to gotta figure it out. I legitly called her like, "Hey, girl." <laughs> I don't know what we doing. I, I was, she was, I know, she was like, uh, what's going on? I was like, hold on. I went to like a very deep spiral. I was like, what do you mean we can't find it? She was like, no, really. I was like, no, girl. I just read a whole <laughs> article about how someone was, we pissed. Because I just started. Someone said we pissed. That's yeah, it. We pissed. Because I started re- just doing research before I even started watching it. And that was like the, one of the first things I found. And I was like, Ooh. And someone needs to call this Canadian then and tell him that he needs to get his film up and like streaming. Girl, I don't know what you're doing, but you're messing up my life. Get it remastered. Get it up there. Yep. Exactly. But uh, yeah, that's all we got for Robert. I doubt he'll be on the show again. Mainly he does TV movies and we'll never do from Justin Kelly. He hasn't made anything since 2012. So like, I mean, we might do She's All That someday. That's not true. He's done TV movies in 2015. So I mean, like, oh, he did. Yeah, surprised by love. Sounds like a Hallmark. A Hallmark movie. Don't you make fun of those Hallmark movies? Like, back up. We're gonna be Spencer someday watching Hallmark. I hope not. Girl, don't even get me started. I'm gonna make we're gonna be old ladies in like the home and I'll be like, put on that homework. I'll be like, okay, and soon as you go to sleep, I've turned it off. Anyway, so let's move on. Who you wanna talk about next? Let's talk about Whitney. All right, hit me, baby. You got some fun facts on the queen of I don't 
Wait, what is her title? She's got I almost called her like Queen of Soul. <laughs> she, you know, the Queen yeah. of Soul, but that's she's not her. She's the Queen, Queen of, soul. of Soul, but she's... Uh, she's one of the most highly what awarded. No, did she got a name now? Damn it. Yeah, her name is Whitney Houston, bitch. Here we go. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. She's Whitney, Whitney Houston, Houston <laughs> bitch. So, Whitney, as we know that she was supposed to play the original Cinderella for this film... But she didn't do it because it took them like, I, I, when I counted it, they had approached the idea of doing it in 1992, right? Mm-hmm. Like as early as that time when she was still in her 20s. It took almost five years for them to get this project off the ground and like working to get it to production. And at that point, she was way too old to do it. So she was just like, I'm not going, like, I, I, you have to get Brandy to do it. My favorite is when she called Brandy because she made that deal with the executive producer. She's like, if we're doing this show, I'm going to be the fairy godmother, but you have to cast Brandy as Cinderella. And I have to be the one to break the news to her. And she was just like, okay. So Whitney calls up Brandy because apparently at this point they were, Brandy considered Whitney as her mentor. Yeah. And so when Whitney called Brandy, it was so cute because she's just like, we want you to play Cinderella in the new TV movie. And Brandy's just like, wait a minute, what? Like, you're supposed to be Cinderella because Brandy was recalling it that, like, it had been going around in Hollywood that Whitney was going to be the new Cinderella. It was everything everybody was talking about. But she goes, no, honey, you're going to be Cinderella. And she goes, okay, but then you had to be my fairy godmother. And Whitney's like, done. Like, it's done. Like, this is how we're doing it. This is what's going to happen. And so I just love that, that they wanted to bolster each other up so much, which just created such a dynamic for them in this film. And that's like the most precious relationship for me. And actually, Whitney has my favorite quote of the entire movie because they're talking about, she's like, fiddly da, fiddly dee, you know? I love the, the comment. She goes, that's the problem with most people. They dream about what they want to do instead of really doing it. Mm -hmm. And so then Brandy's like, well, then I wish. Well, I guess I shouldn't wish. And then you just see uh, Whitney's face light up. She's just like, everything starts with a wish. And you're like, "Ah!" everything starts with a wish. I love you. You're so cute. (laughs) It like makes my effing day. I, she just has such a, like, I know that you didn't really like her act. I really, I thought she was great. I'm not <laughs> hating on her. I mean, she wasn't the worst in the world. It's just you could tell that she wasn't the best actress. I do yeah. like her in The Preacher's Wife, which came out a year before. I think mm. she did a better job in acting in that than she yeah. did in this movie. But she oh didn't really God. have much to, like, you know, grab on. She's just a fairy godmother. She's just like, I'm myself with powers. Yes. That's fine. She's in- yes. yes. I like how you put that. I'm myself with powers. And she's, like, in Waiting to Exhale, too. Like, I Yeah, she was know. better in Waiting to Exhale. Did that come out already? It did. It came out in yeah. 2000, or 95. Yeah. yeah, she had done The Bodyguard, then Waiting to Exhale, and then The Preacher's Wife, and then Here Comes Cinderella. So, like, that's why she was in such high demand to do this. Yeah. Because... She hits this spectrum for everybody. She, like, can bring everyone together, which yes. is what I fucking love about her. Yes, yes. I she... even love her in Sparkle. I don't care what anyone says. Aww. I was about to say, Sparkle was her last movie yeah, in 2012 before she passed away. Before uh, she passed away. She also produced that one as well. And uh, mm-hmm. she does a great job in it being this mean old mama. And I think that's probably one of her best acting mm-hmm. to me. She did a great job in that movie. She passed away 
on February 11th, 2012, at the age of 48. She did. Um, me and Helen were actually together when we found we out. We were together years. when we found out. Yeah. It was really sad. We were at work, and I think we're shocked. And this is when we were bumping to the single that she had out, Million Dollar. Oh, Million Dollar Bill. Yeah, that was, if he made you feel like a million, like a million dollar, dollar bill, say it. Oh, 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 oh. Saying it. Yeah, so oh, we, oh. we, me and her were like bumping that song all summer. Day. Yeah, and then like Rashad called me like while I was at work, and Helen's like, Your brother's calling you. And I'm like, What? And he's like, I'll never forget that. Died. And we're like, What? And everybody in the store, like, it was like a record stop. Like, and everybody like looked at us, and I was like, Hold on, let me look. And like, we went on the computer and TMZ, like, uh, Oh shit, this shit's happening. Guys. It's real. Yeah. That's also how we were for fucking uh, Amy Winehouse. We were together for that one, too. Oh, wow. We were, yeah. Because that was the same year, wasn't it? No. I think they're when a year, or a year apart. Were they, was it a year apart? It was remember. so close to each other. I can't remember either. But. What I love about Whitney is that she's just so, she was very, life was troubled for her, for sure. Like, she had her demons. We all have our demons. She was so empowering to her own daughter, and she really wanted to set that example for young girls everywhere. Like, I just felt like Whitney was always empowering for me uh, in her music. And what I love is that when she specifically was talking to the producer who was in charge of writing the character and, like, manipulating it, Robert Friedman. He was the television producer that they brought on to help structure the script. Whitney had specifically asked him, she's like, listen, I need you to make Cinderella have her own story to supersede this idea that like she's a naive young girl who doesn't get anything right. Like I want Cinderella to have her own mm -hmm. personality. I want her to have a lot of independence as a woman, even though she's she's bonded and like held on to by her stepmother that she is a woman of her own mind yeah. and they really pushed that forward and made that apparent and i think that just proves how much whitney just like cared about so many others i love that about her yeah she is amazing she did pass away the day before the grammys Ugh. either an od or heart attack inside a bathtub yeah. and one of the last people to see her life is brandy norwood so they, brandy and monica weren't they but they both were doing a rehearsal for the yeah. pre-grand yeah. party and you know they were they were close friends she was a mentor to her and it's just it's just kind of crazy that she went out like that and that her daughter died the in the same, same exact place of the same I way like <laughs> so weird it's so, so weird. weird so yeah let's move on to miss brandy norwood yeah okay so brandy is kind of an icon to little black girls of yeah. the 90s i love her and her journey into acting into her music she has great bangers if you guys don't know brandy i would suggest you go to pandora and put on the brandy radio which yes. i've been listening to all week long and mm -hmm. it's just some good you know strong female r&b songs you know never say never almost yeah. doesn't count uh, the boy is mine yes. sitting up in my room you know oh, I love, she just I has love so many great hits and she was from carson like, california yeah no nah, she was from like louisiana first oh. and she told her mom and dad that she wanted to be like whitney houston when she grew up and she started singing at the age of four and by the age of 11 she had her first single 
and her get out of here her dad is also a famous singer my mom is a big fan of him i've actually seen him live he is a gospel singer uh for the church of christ so he does have tons of albums that as well so that's where she gets her pipes from her mom used to work at h&r block back there and when they decided they wanted to make her you know a star she packed it up and was Brandy's manager and just pushed her everywhere that she could. So she had her songs out, but really probably most black people would know her from Thea uh, that came out in 1993 to 1994, mm-hmm. which was a fun, fun show for her. She had all her hits during those times and eventually ended up being on Moesha in 1996, so. which ran for six seasons and also Spawned a spinoff, the Pacas. Mm-hmm. Hey, Professor Overbay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which Netflix has kindly provided for us. They know that Black Lives Matter and the first place it matters is on Netflix. Yes. And yeah. so we, we got yeah, that sister. Chill. sister. That real quick. I've mm-hmm. been watching Girlfriends. They brought the UPN back. Like, I can't even help myself right now. I know. It's amazing. I know. I know. So once she did the Moesha, you know, we could see that she could semi-act. And, you know, they got her into this movie, which kind of kicked off her real acting. Then she went her, like, movie career, I guess. Because then she, like, moved on to I Still Know What You Did Last Summer in 1998. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everybody saw her uh-huh. as, a, as a grown woman. We were like, oh, that's yeah, Brandy. That's she was Brandy. like, ooh, she's like a college kid. We never get to see her, like, fun college kid. She was thick. Yep. Also, that year is when Brandy <laughs> And Monica's The Boy Is Mine came out, which blew her up. Yeah, Um, that song, Legend. She also did another TV movie with another star queen. She did Double Platinum with Diana Ross, which I definitely watched on TV. Uh, Netflix, find out how I can get that one, please. Thank you. Um, Yeah, but that was another one where she had to work closely with, you know, a goddess like Diana Ross. She showed up on a bunch of, like, you know, 90s, early 2000s shows like Sabrina and Reba. So she really got her, like, you know, acting chops in there. But eventually (laughs) ended up on The Game, which Mm -hmm. I fucking loved her on there. And she was on there for, like couple years she has quite a few episodes on that and but most recently you might recognize her from star she was a gangster ass bitch oh good so her acting career has continued she is the older sister of ray j so uh brandy when she moved out here and she was going to school she did go to the famous hollywood high school you can also see her face painted on the side of the hollywood high school oh cool so she wasn't originally i always thought she was an original californian i feel so bad so you're saying she was from the south yeah so i always thought she was too but she's not she was you know somewhere else and then came here and was like mississippi Mississippi. Uh, that's what it was i should have mississippi it's been a weird week she looks gorgeous. I'm looking she at a picture look, of her in 2019. She looks amazing. She looks good. Her IMDb photo is cute too. Um, yeah. So yeah, Brandy has been in the game forever. She has paved the way for a lot of other people. She is the very first Black Cinderella ever until Kiki Palmer recently yeah! was played Cinderella on Broadway, and it took 2014. Yeah, she it came took out that time too. So, and I love Kiki Palmer. I love Kiki too. Oh, I'm having 
Regina que olhou pelos dois. Oh yeah, no, she's like she's like half a drink away from like saying she loves me or something. Oh yeah, when I get too drunk on the show, it, it tends to me being like, I love you so much. Like, They're like, oh, there she is. Oh, there it is. There it yeah, goes. I love you, drunk. It's okay. Okay, so this movie broke viewer records, but mm-hmm. it also broke records being one of the best-selling VHS of the year for a made-for-TV movie. People fucking love that shit. Yeah, because it was, it's legendary. But this cast is legendary. That's there what I'm trying go. to say. Like, Honestly, it's like a full-fledged cast. Like when they were contacting actors to be in it, they just named a few and they're like, oh, they're in it. Yeah, I'll do it. Victor Garber, when he found out that Whoopi Goldberg was going to be in it and Whitney Houston, he's like, he was coming off the tail end of working on the Titanic. Oh, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll be in this film. Of course I'll be in this it's film. It's not as like depressing as fucking Titanic. <laughs> so I, yeah. I, I understand that. That's why the king has this like euphoria look on his face. One, he just got paid like so much oh, dough to for be doing one of the highest-grossing movies of all yeah. time. But now he gets to be in a really fun, cute film oh, yeah. opposite of Whoopi Goldberg. And what's really cute is they're both gay, so they can be as like pretend lovey-dovey as they want to, yeah. and not to worry about it. <laughs> he is. So amazing. He also is a Broadway star. Yeah. Uh, he, so got his fir- he got his one. first credit is playing Jesus and Godspell. That's his first one? A movie. Yes. Back in the 70s. Yeah, it was old. Yeah. He's, he's impressive. He's impressive. And he... I love him in Alias. I mean, of course. Of course. We've definitely talked about him. Uh, like she said, Titanic. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that we've had him on. Milk. You guys didn't talk about him in Milk? Oh, he is. He's a, yeah. He's, he is in it. I thought he was the mayor. The f- the first mayor. Mayor George yeah. First Wives Club. Yes, First <gasps> yes, Wives Club. Yes, he's in First Wives Club. Yeah. Oh, Which my God, I love it. Yes. It's so oh awesome. God. I love where he's like, nice car. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, how old oh, are you? How old are you? Because <laughs> <laughs> he already got caught up. Trying to fuck with Goldie, huh? Yeah, where are you going? I love it. He says, where are you going? She's like, to see Barbara Walters. Oh, my, oh my God. God. <laughs> Scared, aren't you? Yeah, we'll definitely do that yeah. movie. Uh, Jason loves that movie. and He'll be back for that one. <laughs> and we should do that one, too. We should definitely do the film and then also talk about the TV show. Because I still haven't yet to watch it, but I really want to. What TV show? I believe it's on BET. It's the First Wives Club. Michelle Boutier is in it. Uh-huh. The comedian. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll give it a chance. But I love the first one so goddamn much. I love that one. I love that one. It's, yeah. Like, I'm going to put it on. You don't know? Yeah, yeah. That's a a good one. I have a super secret love for Victor Garber. (laughs) Like, he makes my day. He's even in, like, Sleepless in Seattle opposite (laughs) Tom Hanks. And he's married married to Rita Wilson, who is Tom Hanks' real wife. And we're like, Uh, yeah, I love it. I like him in Legally Blonde. He's the fucking oh, yes. professor. Oh, like hitting on her. Easy yeah. professor. Callahan. That's Callahan. Callahan. But I love it because him and Bernadette Peters end up doing the revival for Hello, Dolly! on Broadway together. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, I didn't mm-hmm. see that. He has played Jesus in Godspell, and he's played the devil in uh, My Damn Yankees. <laughs> okay. That's new things I didn't know. Yeah. Maybe I didn't pay attention either by seeing stuff and not paying attention to the actors all the time. But we will definitely talk about him again because he's in movies. We will watch. He's in everything. He's a good actor. 
He's a good actor. Why don't we talk about evil stepmother? Ooh, Bernadette Peters. Oh my God, the the legend, the Broadway goddess herself. She's crazy awesome. I mean, I first remember her in Annie. Annie, get you going. No, no in Annie. Oh yeah, Annie. when she's oh, a yeah, rose. She is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she's uh, with Rooster. She's yeah. Rooster's girlfriend. Street. Yeah, her and Miss Hannigan. You know they don't like each other. I fucking love them. She's just. That's the, my first memory of her. And my first memory is the jerk. Oh, that's um, right. She's his girlfriend with, in there. With Steve Martin. Yeah. I actually, I played that song on my ukulele, and it's my favorite because at the end, because Tonight You Belong to Me, that's the song, and mm. she'll pull, remember, she pulls out the trumpet, and she's like, yeah. <laughs> if I were to really be honest, like, if I were to remember the exact moment I remember Bernadette Peters, it was... It was during the jerk. And then you find out that she's got all these incredible theatrical roles that just yeah. like, yeah, so I mean, I'm she, like, this is, this is a lot. Oh, she's she, a queen. Her iconic is uh, Stephen Sondheim's Into the Woods. She's Into the Evil the Witch. Woods. Yep. Into the Woods. Yes, like that is. is by far her, like, I think personally, for me, that's her most iconic role. On stage. Um, yeah. Yeah. On stage. But she's in so much. She's in so much. And she voices God. on Anastasia. Yeah. I remember that. She, yeah, it looks like she does a, quite a few uh, voice works, but she showed up on shows like Freja and Ally McBeal back in the day and Will oh, and yeah. Grace. Yeah, Like, Will she's Grace. everything. Yes. Uh, she did, yeah, a couple episodes of Grace Anatomy and Ugly Betty. But, Ugly mm-hmm. Betty. I never remember on Ugly Betty. I remember that. Yeah. Um, she's also in uh, Mozart in the Jungle. But I absolutely love her, and I feel like that the show that showcase how awesome she is the most and how much the community love her is smash bitch oh everybody loves i love like when she walked into a room and smash people would just like start fainting it was just amazing and i i i love her i kind of wish i wish that show was back it was a good show i don't know all of her broadway accolades but i know she's won quite a few tonys like six or seven Oh yeah! Life. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, she has. Yeah, she won. I definitely remember she won uh, the Tony for Annie Get Your Gun. She won for Song and Dance. I want to say I believe she won Pennies from Heaven, but that's not a Broadway show. That's that was a. She won that. Well, that was a Golden Globe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I know she won Annie Get Your Gun and Song and Dance. She went for Gypsy. I know she was in the revival of that one. She was in the revival for Gypsy, but I don't believe that she got... She was nominated for sure. I, I was very honored. I've been able to see Bernadette Peters a couple of times live. I saw oh, wow. her in Gypsy 2003 when we went... I went to New York with my drama club, and we went and saw Gypsy. And then I also got to see her... My friend Michelle Schultz got me tickets to see her in San Francisco with the San Francisco Harmonic. And it was incredible. She did a whole review of like all of her Good famous shit. shows. Yeah. It did was she sing any so songs cool. from here? Did she sing Falling in Love with Love? Falling in Love with Love, she sang. It's Falling for Make Believe. Yeah, if you guys don't know who she does, I definitely cool. need you to look her up. Yeah. I feel like we should definitely do Annie for next musical month because we have no Carol Burnett on here at all. And that's a shame, girl. That's a shame, especially because she's like iconic for Miss Hannigan. She but is. It, 
I also, I mean, Carol Burnett, I would want, I really want to do the, uh, I want to do Noises Off. It's one of my favorite plays ever of all time. It, it became a film. It's with Michael Caine and uh, Carol Burnett and, and Christopher gotta, Reeves. Before we got to get through this show. shit. Our drunk asses. Okay. I know. We're going to talk about her again. Um, she's a majestic beast and I love her. Yep. Just like I love you. Oh. There we are. She drunk. Okay. I am I fucked up. Literally, I am leaning back in my head singing, it's, it's Just, possible. I'm really singing that in my head right now going, it's possible. It's possible. possible. All right, let's talk about Whoopi Goldberg, my other girlfriend. Yeah, we're going to um, talk about her briefly because if you want to know stuff about her, go back to our Color Purple episode and our I just have to say, episode. and the sister and act Whoopi we did. Goldberg is one of the main reasons why I went to start acting. Yep. So my favorite fun fact about this entire film involves Whoopi Goldberg. The fact is, so this film, Cinderella's Made for TV 1997, won the Emmy for being the most outstanding art direction for a variety or musical program. You, you can see it, the costumes, the production of the staging, everything. What's so funny, though, is that the designers of the film, when they were doing the costuming, of course, they were doing the jewelry as well. And when they were suiting up Whoopi as the queen, Whoopi's like, nah, this isn't happening. She called Harry Winston Jewelers. Oh, my God. And this woman, as the queen, was like, you need to suit me up. She's wearing, in every single scene, millions of dollars worth of jewelry. That is real diamonds that she's wearing. Massive changes four times in the whole show. They just rented it, and, though. Yeah, it was just rented. There was It was returned safely after every single scene. They had armed guards yep. at the production stages. This was all on her dime. She didn't oh. make the production worry about it at all. She's like, I'm going to take care of this. But she was so, I mean, it's Whoopi. So, of course, Harry Winston was like, yeah, 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 wear my jewelry, wear my jewelry. And so, that, yeah, when you see her wearing the crown jewels, those are real crown jewels. She's wearing millions of dollars worth of jewels. Fancy ass queen, bitch. Bitch. I love it. Was- I love her. I love it so much. That was a good fun fact. I didn't know that. And then also we already talked about how at the end of the shoot, the executive producers didn't have any of the money to pay for the extras. So she was, she donated her daily rate to make sure that everybody got to do the yeah. scene. Because and the without EPs. those backup dancers and shit, and not just them, because no. you still everybody. have to pay craft services. You have to pay, everybody. boom. Everybody has to get paid for that day. And everybody who has to get paid for that day is not living in a mansion like fucking Whoopi Goldberg or Jason Alexander where they're just like sitting on millions that they made for decades. These most Mm -hmm. of these people are struggling actors and dancers who got, you know, a chance to be in a Disney production with stars. Yeah. And she realized that and, you know contribute which i definitely would too order. one no, day i could do order. one day for free doing what yeah. i love <laughs> and she didn't even do much she just like stood around a throne this entire movie like it's yeah i know <laughs> i'm telling you her and the king garber they were just having a ball you could tell they, just they were having so, they're old friends they're old they friends like when i was reading the when they that's how they got garber they were just like oh and whoopee is gonna be and he's like, I'm on it. If it's if I get to film with Whoopi, I'm down. Like that was it. That was it for him. They made up a whole backstory that like Whoopi and him met similar like met. Cinderella. You <laughs> yes. know, it was kind of the oh, same thing. So like cute. she wasn't fa- she wasn't rich and, and royal. She just became this snooty because she married this dude a million years oh ago. <laughs> she wasn't born that way. Ashamed. I have never been ashamed my entire life. One of my favorite lines in this entire movie is like when Cinderella walks down 
And the king sees her and he goes, oh. Well, if I were a young man, I'd... Yes, dear? Well, I'd be younger, wouldn't I? Yes, dear. I would, I would be younger, younger. wouldn't I? I, I would be... <laughs> That's such a great line. I would that be younger, right? Wouldn't that is I? a good line. <laughs> like, come on, say it. Come on. Come on, say it. That is such a good line. Okay. Uh, so, um, did we talk about Jason Alexander? Let's just hit him. We quick. have not. We we mildly touched base on it, but uh, I have a few fun facts about him. And I have one uh, that I thought was the craziest thing, and it made me laugh. You remember okay. when you were like, what? And I was like, You'll have to wait to hear. Oh, yay, yay, finally. Here Sorry, we go. that kind of woke me up. Here oh, we yes. go. He has been losing his hair since he was fucking 16. That's not okay. That's not okay. I waited for that. I waited to the right now. He's fine. <laughs> okay, one, you don't get it. If you if you would go back and listen to our Princess Bride episode, you will true. see how we just talked about. That's oh, great. my God. He was bald since the 70s. Like, his whole life, he, him he and his just, dad have been bald. Just, that's just, I just feel bad for him. I don't because this dude's a millionaire and he feel oh, no yeah, no wrong. He's been in things like Pretty Women and yeah. Seinfeld. So his hair just always I feel bad. I since he was that. sixteen, he started. I just using thought it. he he was just stressed. I uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's hereditary. He's, he's a Tony winner and a Grammy winner. He he's is. like a legend. He was in My super Woman. favorite is like theater is his background, and mm-hmm. this is like in the midst of him doing George Costanza on Seinfeld. Can't stand like, they, were, they couldn't even believe that they were able to book him for this, but because it was working out perfectly, because from August to April is when the sitcoms yeah. film. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. they were filming this in July in the summer. Yep. They contact him. He's like, "This actually works out perfect, and I would love to do theater again." So yes, I will. I would love to sign on. But his only stipulation was is that there's no reference to him being like a George Costanza character. Like, yeah. I don't want those lines. He's like, don't make me this anxious person. And like the television writer, Richard Freeman, he had to rewrite a lot of this stuff because he had. He's like, oh, like if we were getting Jason Alexander, he thought he would do like these quirky one liners like George Costanza would do. Yeah. But He's that like, was one stipulation. I'm not doing he that. Said, no. Exactly. I mean, and I love that he had also done a. I can see it. You can see him say that. I can see it just being like, yeah, no, like I don't want to do it. And then I see the writer going. (laughs) I see his head like I don't want to do that. I see the writer going like, yeah, of course. And then they turn around like, fuck, I have to rewrite all this. Like, yeah, whatever you want, whatever you say. Yeah, of course, I would never do that. Don't worry about it. And then they go to the script and they're like, shit, I have no lines for this guy now. It was just a suggestion, and he didn't fly. Uh, this was not his first TV movie musical. I didn't know that. No. He did Bye Bye Birdie in 1995. He did. Oh, wow. He played Albert. He was cool. What's the story? Morning Glory. What's the word? Mommy Bird. Bird. And like Vanessa Williams was in it. It was, oh, like, yeah. it was a good one. They had a, a nice... Vanessa Williams. Yeah. But yeah. But I love him. I think he has such a range. He's constantly, he he does everything. Like, I love that he does a lot of voiceover work as well. He was in Shallow How. I forgot about that. Shallow How. Yeah, he was in Jack Black. He He was Jack Black's friend. He had the tail. He did have the tail. And it was like, it it, it, it would just wag. That was weird. Right. So I know that we this won't be the last time we ever do anything with Jason Alexander, but I'm glad that we were able to put him like he's a fantastic actor and he's got such a range. He's one of those characters. He can do stage, he can do film, he can do like very, very voiceover work, animation. It Wait, just, what's he's the so... one where he works? 
Dunstan checks in. Is that him? Dunstan checks yeah, in. Did he, Wait, did he do that? He did. Is that him? That is him. I he thought so. Is he, he, he's the, is he the dad or is he the concierge? I thought he was the dad. <gasps> You're right. He is the dad he in Dunstan checks in, right? He had a little he more is. hair back then, too. <laughs> oh, he, but he is the dad. He is like the concierge of the hotel. He's the manager yeah. of the hotel. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, I did a lot of, I mean, I've seen him in a lot of things, but that's one that I definitely stands out in my head. That one sticks out. Yeah. Oh. Do you have any more fun facts on him? Mm-mm. He's constantly working. He's a great asset to the business. Yeah, he to could the do industry, sh- to the industry. He's, he's done his dues. He's done his dues. And he's collecting those royalties. He's collecting the royalties for one of the most popular sitcoms of all time. So let's move on to our prince real quick. Uh, oh, I love him. Say his name. Oh. Paolo. 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 Matalman. Where's where's his nationality? Philip. Yep. Yeah, Paolo, he's Filipino. Filipino American. Paolo. Paolo Mataliban. All right, Paolo Matalman. I am so I sorry. I work with a lot of Filipinos. I am so sorry for fucking up your name. A You're lot. cute. You're awesome. But <laughs> I can't I say love him. Steve Buscemi. So <laughs> we have a, I have a lot of problems. He, uh, this was his very first movie. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And they plucked him off of being in the back of the chorus on Broadway on The King and I. The King and I. Oh, That's wow. Really That's cute. Holding the torch. Which is back. another Rodgers and Hammerstein. So it's kind of, it was so key that yeah. he was able to do it. They looked at 500 Prince. Prince Christopher, right? Is that what his name is? Christopher Rupert, Windermere, Vladimir, Carl oh. Alexander, Francois Reginald, Lancelot Herman. Mm-hmm. They Prince looked, Christopher. They looked for as many as they could, and he was the very last one to show up. And when he came and they heard him sing, they fell in love with him, and they were like, that's a prince! And, you know, they got him that way now you most likely haven't really seen him in much uh maybe mortal kombat the tv sh- show that came out in like the late 90s um he's done guest parts on like law and order and one life the blacklist Live, the blacklist yeah he is just he, he does yeah he, he shows up nurse jackie he just shows up all over the place i believe he is still doing the theater and yes. uh i really don't have much his royal highness christopher, christopher rupert, rupert windermere vladimir carol carl alexander Let's francois reginald Lancelot herman 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 gregory james is giving a ball i love it when he goes when he's just like what's your name and she's like cinderella cinderella oh, cinderella i like it I like it. And he's got this beautiful smile. You're like, ah. He's super cute. He is First really cute. Filipino prince. I think he did a great job. Their harmonizing really... sound good. His dancing oh, was beautiful. good. You know, he was believable as being like a young prince. He's just like, mom, I just want to like find the love of my life. God. When do I have to get married right now? Like he was good at that. And you know, he was. I thought he was dreamy when I was a kid, so he was very cute. Yeah, good pick. He is very cute, mm. and I really like it because he was—he's very outspoken about wanting to change Hollywood and like have more for Asian Americans to have like more parts 
represented in the industry because it with those typecasting it just it ruins it ruins the whole industry it sure does he was one of people magazine's 1998 most beautiful people Ooh, that was beautiful. which i oh, think yeah. he is yeah he's gorgeous yeah that's all i really got from him yeah he's a he suffered he's something he did some some good shit all right minerva i love her I do too. She's so cute. She is so cute. Like I said, she did definitely have one of my favorite lines. I want a chance at him. I want a chance at him. She's bats. I like that. Her, 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 her whole thing, her, just who she is, make you feel like that's that fun little girl. You want to like, she played it so well. Like, ah, the whiny sister. Yeah, definitely. And I, I mean, the only thing I recognize her in is Medea's after all of that. Well, Eve, she was in She Eve. was in Set It Off. That looks like it being her first uh, thing. Uh, she Eve? was in Fa was she? Family Matters, How to Be a Player. She was How in How to this. Be a Player, yep. She was in Babs. I didn't know she was in Eve. She was in Eve. I she, got she was in way more than episodes. Yeah. She, yeah, she was her friend. She was her friend. Yeah, she was that in, was her friend uh, in Eve. 66 Episodes. episodes. I was like, wait, wait. She yeah. was her friend. She was actually in it. In it. She was a yeah, need. That's probably like the thing that yeah, I, I. She got the most was, like yeah. views because I definitely. I remember her. I liked her on there. She worked at the. Salon I do not. I feel bad. I don't remember her. I. I, I you should. Seen that show you should. When well, you like, see, about, oh my god, you can realize you remember that it's her. You probably yeah, think it's somebody else, but it's it. not. It's her. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Shit. Well, Netflix. Where's our Eve? Is that on? Oh wait, I think it actually is. I think Eve is on there. We try to get everything. I am. Her voice is gorgeous. The chemistry mm -hmm. between her and her sister. Her it, sister, v Vivian Cox, who I honestly, that actress, I only recognize her from uh, the shop around the corner. She kind of knows me. You've got mail when she's like, this is something that would outrage him. Uh, she's in that movie. She was but supposed I'm, to annoy me. She knows. She annoyed me more. Like, I didn't, I, to the point did, where. I could I didn't mind if it was somebody different. Like she didn't have to be oh. in it. There's a difference where people are like, Oh my god, you're good, but I wouldn't care if they switched the person. I'd care if yeah. they switched my baby, but I'm like, Oh god, you can switch her, I don't care. Not like yeah. that. <laughs> it's not it's not memorable. I mean that yeah, you could yeah. be replaced. Okay. She could have been any interchangeable Anybody. actress. Yeah. Well, she did do an episode on Seinfeld in ninety four. Jason Alexandra <laughs> was in it, so that's a that's all connection. Um, oh yeah. And oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Oh yeah, she's in Aaron Brockovich. Yes, yes. she does make an appearance in Aaron Brockovich, yeah. which is a good movie. We should do that on like Badass Women Month because she was yeah. a badass. That's and I like that because it's based on like it's a real person. It's yeah. a real story. It sure is. She did a couple episodes of Pan Am. Do you remember that show? Love that show. Oh my no, god, I never watched I it. about Pan Am. Well, it only had one season. Yeah, they should have picked that up. But I loved it so much that I became a Pan Am stewardess for Halloween that year. And I won a Halloween costume. I got us a gang of free alcohol. Weren't you there, Lenny? Mm-hmm, I do. I, yeah, I was. Yep. So, yeah, she's popped up here and there. I don't really know much about her. What I thought was really, really neat is that with the two sisters and then the stepmother, this little fun fact, is that they tried to do a correlation between their film and the 1950 Cinderella 
the, the actresses that were in the 1950, they tried to match them again in this film and give them the same color palettes. Because I thought it was very interesting that the girls were always wearing like pinkish, orangish, mm-hmm. reds, and then one the greens and yeah. And I was like, what is the correlation of that? And then you realize it's because they were trying to emulate the 1950, kind of like take that over and like branch them together, which is pretty cool. I see that. But yes, they both did fantastic. The stepsisters' lament is like one of my it's favorites. So why would a fellow want a girl, girl like her? her? Oh, oh, why would a fellow want a girl like her? So obviously unusual. Why can a fellow ever once prefer a usual girl like me? They even fall into the fucking found and. <laughs> That's another one that uh, Richard Freeman had to change the lines to. So the original lines in The Sisters Lament is her cheeks are a pretty shade of pink, but not any pinker than a rose is. Her neck is no whiter than a swan. So they changed it. Her face is as, ex- is as exquisite, I suppose, but no more exquisite than a rose. And her neck is no longer a swan, is no longer than a swan. Her neck is no longer than a swan. So they changed it because obviously Brandy doesn't have a white neck. So they were just like, they changed those words. And Rogers and Hammerstein organization were like, go for it. You're fine. They're like, yeah. no, you keep that white as a swan on this black girl's neck. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I liked them as a comedic duo. I, I think, they think did a good job. those and Bernadette Peters, like at the end when they're trying to claw into the, we're family. Yeah, we're family. Oh, yeah, good. trying to get and over the gate. Over the gate. Yeah, we're right, family. bitch. You weren't family when she had to clean your drawers. Exactly. <laughs> we had to open up the door. Open up the door with my hands full. When will we family then? I think that that closes us out with all the characters. That's it. You got any other fun facts? Let me double check my notes really quick, but I think that should do it. We talked a lot. No, that's it. I got everything. What's your favorite line? Ones that just like really stood out. Oh, and then Bernadette Peters with when she says, don't cling to the past, Cinderella. It's not very attractive. Yeah, I love that one. <laughs> She has a lot of good lines. I wish that I had somebody to sacrifice for me. They're like, Mother, you're hurting me. Mother, you're hurting me. Beauty knows no pain, girls. No pain, girls. <laughs> like, damn, oh, the one that she's, she shouts out. I've always been told I've got too big a heart. You've, you've got, got too, too big, big a heart, heart mother. Oh, you got too big a heart, mother. That's, that's it. That's it. <laughs> All right. So it's time for Z for the people. Uh, yes. yes All right. Z for the people. This week, I decided to pass the Z over to Princess here. And uh, she has a personal charity that she and I, yes, about. yes. It's more the fact that I've been more open and out, as you want to say, for the LGBTQ community, especially like my students and foster kids in there. But Oakland, California has a base, a great base for anything LGBTQ. It's It may be small, but they have, between San Francisco and Oakland, the Bay Area, the community is large, strong, and they, they speak loud and they stand up for everything. Turnout is a part of a another foundation by Horizon, but it's in Oakland. You, it's called Turnout. You can get on the website. You can see if you want to sign up, volunteer, donate. It helps all the communities. It keeps our centers open, particularly like my center. I saw it. It's actually still open. They got donations to keep it open and help the center itself. It's a place for anybody to go to. Like you are having trouble from the age of, from a preteen all the way into your 
senior years, there's something for you to go to, something for people for you to talk to. There's always somebody there to help. But without donations or people just being concerned about it, it can close. Things can happen, especially right now. So if you have a chance, look up Turnout. It's uh, based in Oakland, California, and it supports LGBTQ. Thank you. Yeah, what's the, what's the website? She's actually going nice. to uh, turnout.org. Turnout.org. So donate your time, donate your money. And uh, let's turn out, y'all, mm-hmm. so that we can make yeah. sure that people have feel safe. Yes, pretty much feeling safe, feeling like you can just be you. Be you. That's a good one. Yeah. Thank you. I like that one. Thank you. Well, that's our Z for the people. Oh, the people. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh. All right, shit, girls, we made we it. Fucking did it. I don't know how many fairies you guys it. saw, but I didn't see any. The fairies told me to shut up. That's why I started getting quiet, y'all. <laughs> they were like, just don't talk. You'll get in trouble. Just don't talk. It's dude. a hard, the show is hard to, uh, to do. I'm floating on fairies right now. Yeah, it's, it's a hard show to do. It's not for the weak at heart. It's the flowers. They all buy the flowers. We made it. We did it. I just want to say how much I love you. She's loaded. There she is. There she is. I just want to say I love all the people that listen to our podcast. You guys are amazing. I really appreciate you. We love you. You're the best. Thanks for checking in with us. You can uh, always check in and listen on anywhere you listen to your podcast. Spotify, Pandora, fucking bean pod <laughs> oh my god Cass, <laughs> bean, bean, bean anyway yep all of them if you if you're listening to us you know where to find us but these are just so you can tell someone else where to find us yeah check it don't forget to pass it around give some love you know how to connect with us get involved with our community online you know you can find us on instagram twitter send us an email always we love recommendations comments anything you want to talk about on the podcast hit us up famous stories celebrity takeaways please send it to us to our email address at lights camera cocktail no s get the s out of here get the s out of here yes at gmail.com and we'll love to hear from you and uh yeah subscribe to us Check us out because we out there and we're going to pick some movies. Zenobia, do you want to tell these beautiful people what we're going to be watching for next week, our final November film? For our last family fun film, I thought that we we did a good job in all the other ones. We did a nice fairy tale with Princess Bride. We mm-hmm. did some comedy drunk uncle with Uncle Buck. We got this beautiful musical with biracial cast of all creeds and colors. Mm-hmm. So I thought that we'd slow it down and get into what families really are, and that's drama. So we're going to we're going to watch Soul Food. Okay, okay, okay. I'm so excited. <laughs> so we're gonna do a nice drama for y'all next week. Um, if you haven't seen that movie, please go watch it. It's a great one. And that's good. Yeah, Princess, thank you, girl. Hey, hey, hey. You thank you welcome. so much for coming on the show. Welcome. So we're going to be good. Well, thank you, you lusty Lenny. Oh, uh, you, you zesty Zenobia. Thank Ow. you for drinking with me. Thank you for talking with me. Thank you, Princess, for drinking with us and talking with thank us. Thank you for having me, you guys. You're yeah, welcome. This is amazing. You made the night for sure. Like it was, I was already super excited going into tonight, but when it was announced that you were going to be on the show, I was like, oh my god, this just got amazing. <laughs> 
Alright, well that is another episode of Lights, Camera, Party! Get that ass up out of here! <laughs> Get on! <laughs> I want a chance at him! <laughs> Give me a chance at him! Oh.